Hey, my name's Sean, and this is 5-Minute Mornings. If you've been here before, welcome back. If you haven't been here before, welcome. Uh, just real briefly, what we do is talk for 5 minutes, or a little bit longer most of the time, uh, 5 to 10 minutes, let's say, on psychology topics, how to get yourself into a mindset that you can get more success from, how to accomplish goals in a way that's maybe easier than you've been doing it so far, and Maybe takes less time and maybe you enjoy yourself doing it uh, in a different way. So we talk about strategies that can help you improve the quality of your life. And I like to focus a lot on how we feel because how we feel in the long term, that will kind of add up to how our life was in a way, in a really weird way. And if you start asking yourself why you do things, you'll almost always come down to an answer of because of how I felt either felt positive or felt negative. And usually when we feel positive, we do the thing. And usually when we feel negative, we don't do the thing. So if we focus a little bit, if we focus five minutes a day on improving how we feel and various other aspects of our life, like how to set goals that will improve our motivation. If we spend five minutes a day doing this stuff, I guarantee you, your results will be phenomenal. So with that in mind, what I want to talk to you today about is how we speak to ourselves called self-talk. Instead of getting wrapped up in the content, because the idea is that we have an internal dialogue. <laughs> and it's funny that I make this motion for internal dialogue, right? Because this also means crazy. So we're not crazy, but we do have an internal dialogue, whether we notice it or not. Now, our internal dialogue can be sound, it can be words. It can also be images. It can be videos. Our internal dialogue is how our, let's call it our unconscious mind, communicates with our conscious mind. And then we have different ways that we do that. Now, the one I want to focus on specifically is how we conceptualize our past. This is really interesting to me because at any point, and I told you I'd talk about this today, at any point in time, we can translate our past experiences into what we know in the present. And we can reassign feelings and meaning to the past. So here's what I mean specifically. If there's something in your past that's been really bothering you, there's a way to recall it. And there's a way to reassign emotions to it. There's a way to process that, that feeling that memory so that you can change its emotional content. You know, let's say two or three years ago, you were dumped by a significant other. And in that period of time, it felt really painful. And maybe even a week, a month, even two months after, it still felt relatively painful. Now, a couple years go by and you maybe meet someone else or you rekindle your relationship with that previous person or something happens. You know, a couple years, let's say, three years, whatever it is. At some point, you'll notice that when you recall the memory of that relationship, it has no feeling attached to it any longer. Right? That's really strange. <laughs> it's really strange because we don't really talk about this. That there are all these things that we're plagued by as people and we just assume, well, you need to go see a therapist. There is so much we can do outside of therapy to help mitigate what could potentially turn into an issue that would require therapy. 
I'm a huge fan of therapy, by the way. That's where I started my obsession with psychology. And instead of talking about how we can manipulate memories so that they don't have feelings attached to them anymore, I just told you basically a, a natural process as to how that happens. We can do something else, and it has to do... Well, one of the, way, one of the things that we can do is, is having to do with how we establish choice. So oftentimes when we think about things in the past, we think they're done with, we can't control them anymore, and we have no option to make it right again. It turns out that's not always true. For example, in high school, let's say you wanted to ask someone out. <laughs> I know my examples usually revolve around dating and anxiety and because that's my world dating anxiety that's where I started that's why I saw a therapist actually so if you think about back in high school when you wanted to date someone you could say my life has changed forever because I didn't date that person right now we falsely assume that the only option in that time was to date that one person and I didn't do it so therefore I don't have an option to do that again in the future now that would all be true if, if we think that people, that really there's only one good person for us. That's the only way that we could never fix that issue of the past. You would literally have to believe that that one person was the best fit, no one else will do. You follow here? And that... You'll never have that opportunity again. And in this moment, thinking about the past makes you feel upset. We do this about so many aspects of our life. And I catch myself doing it. And when I catch myself doing it, I have to remind myself that often when it's about something that we believe is a one-time only, that's usually false. Because if we expand our options to other people that we are around, we can, we can redo that. We can approach someone that we think is incredible now, right now. And in a way, thinking about what happened in the past and allowing that to stop you from moving forward, is, it's, it's a bit of an excuse, if you'll allow me. And I only say this because I've seen this in myself. I'm calling myself out right now that that's an excuse. Because that's not what they would call a discrete event. It's not. That's The event was called dating. Now, if you define it in such discrete terms that it affects the rest of your life, that's, that's our choice. We have a choice to do that. And if we think right now that there's something we can do to mitigate what happened in the past. Well, I, I messed up that joke in the past. I'm not a funny person. That was one event in the past that actually is a continual event. We make jokes. If we're not in committed relationships, we date. Even some of us who are in committed relationships date, right? So that's uh, a very personal choice, a very weird one. But so there's these things that happen in our life. Basically, if I were to distill what I'm trying to say is there's oftentimes these things we think of in the past that are one-time events and they're not actually one-time events. If we think about them in the terms of their spectrum on a timeline, they're more continual than we would like to admit. 
But we need to have that idea in our head first in order to recognize that as a falsehood. It's a false way of thinking. So the question for you is, what's the thing that happened in the past that you've been thinking about as this discrete moment in time that you'll never get back? And then how can you think about that thing as a global thing? How can you think about dating that one person as a global version of dating? How can you think about making or not making that sports team as a global version of things you want to do in your free time or other teams you want to join now? Is that not being able to join that team in the past affecting you wanting to join a team now? If so, it's very normal. But recognize that as a way of thinking that's holding you back. That's my only point. So how we communicate to ourselves is very important. How we understand our past is also very important. And as the days and weeks go on, I'm going to share with you that uh, technique, how you can reassign feelings and, and memories in real time. And actually, uh, the tapping technique that I posted a day or two ago, that's actually a really good way to do it, is you just go through the memory over and over again while you're tapping. And go ahead and watch that video. I'm not going to explain it here. Again, I've gone way over five minutes. Thank you guys so much for your time and attention. Uh, you've been very patient. If you haven't done yet, please go to seanmarkinet.com. Hopefully you know how to spell it by now. It's on the screen and it's also in the comments below. My last name is very long and complicated, so don't mind that. It's S-E-A-N, first name, last name, M-A-R-C-O-N-E-T-T.com. I have a free seven-day training up there, 10 minutes a day. It's very simple. Stuff like this, but a lot more in-depth. So if you haven't tried that yet, go try it. Let me know what you think. Thank you so much for your attention. We'll talk soon.